Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted. Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. Well, here we are looking at Thanksgiving here in the United States, a celebration of all things that we have in our lives. No matter what we are doing, facing, or looking at to accomplish, it is a great time to pause, reflect, and offer gratitude for all that it is that we have and that we love. Starting with the basics of life and just the people who we surround ourselves with. I've now done multiple episodes here over the years around Thanksgiving traditions and even created processes to employ at the dinner table on the beloved Thursday night tradition of Thanksgiving. My family, well, we've got some pretty sweet traditions. We have a great tradition that is that we host. My entire house participates in the prep. Cousin Charlie's famous cranberries, Gracie's learning how to make apple kuchen this year, and Megan's the queen of appetizers, and I cook the birds and the sides. And people from all sides of our life come over for dinner and an afternoon of fun, laughter, and love. We focus on a few things, and the one piece that holds our entire family together is my father-in-law Mark's mindset and his cliché. A cliché we have all now grown to live by in our own lives. He has this saying every time we are faced with any level of adversity. He'll just simply say, what a good problem. I did an entire episode on this idea called The Kid from Kenosha. However, his mindset around problems got me thinking the other day. Good problems is a real buffalo type of mindset. And no matter the problem, we categorize it as an opportunity and we charge into it. We don't run from these weird things that we face. Instead, we challenge them. Sometimes that good problem can simply be a narrative that we've created in our own brains and Sometimes it's a relationship with another person. Sometimes it's an assignment for work or school. Sometimes it's a professional challenge. Or it's us on a competitive field, playing a sport. Whatever the storm we are facing, everyone knows that it feels incredible to get through it. And especially if we are not alone on the journey. Buffaloes, after all, well, we're perseverant, tenacious, and optimistic. And we love a herd just like us. Buffaloes are also leaders who recognize that each moment of every day we are leading, leading as influencers and people who are aware that they make a difference, both positive and negative in the lives of those they serve. A leader is anyone who has influence over another person, and the power in being aware of that is that you tend to start to become very reflective on your life and your actions. Which leads me to this episode. I became very curious about the brain and gratitude the other day when I was approached by a high school student that I had never met before that challenged me in a very positive way. Last week, I was asked to do a 30-minute keynote for students who were exploring career options and educational opportunities. The audience was a few hundred high school juniors from a variety of different high schools, and I was very excited for the opportunity to motivate them. When it was all over, a young woman came up to me and introduced herself, and we had a very short conversation. She indicated that she appreciated me sharing the idea that we can challenge the narratives in our heads and actually talk back to our brain. Something I shared that I learned from John Acuff's books, you know, like the ability to name that crazy voice in our heads. If you haven't read the book Soundtracks or Your New Playlist, you need to, because these are two books I always share with teachers, parents, and young men and women. Anywho, she then started to weirdly challenge me. 
Now, in a very good way, but she was very skeptical about the, quote, whole buffalo cow thing. She was in no way disrespectful, just in a season of life at 17 where so many of life's issues are gigantic, and she was clearly very intelligent. I mean, she's staring her entire life down, and she's dealing with being a young woman in high school and all of the social pressures, academic pressures, and life pressures that you face when you're 17. She said, how do you know the buffalo thing will always work? I smiled and said, because it always has for me. She looked at me like I was full of buffalo dung, and then I said, here's the deal. It takes practice. It's the harder path. It takes will. And you have to have people around you that support you. She then hit me like I was in some sort of Socratic seminar and started asking me more and more questions. And she said, well, after all of that, how do you know that you'll be okay? And without thinking, I said, because it feels good. It feels good to get it over with. It feels good to prove yourself right. It feels good to be through it. It feels good when others join you. And it feels good when you've done something with other people and they've supported you and you can thank them. And then she did it again. What does it feel like? <laughs> this time, I did not have the typical response. I looked off for a few seconds and then I said, your heart and your head are synced. And it's super hard to describe but it's very satisfying. And then it just ended. She looked at me. She held up the buffalo sticker I gave her and she said, cool. And she walked away. That was it. Now, I wish I knew her name because as a result of that interaction, I spent all night Friday and a few hours on Saturday reading about the neuroscience of gratitude, trying to figure out the right way for why it feels good to get through the storms we face. I mean, she was right. How do you know what it feels like? And I was like, it just feels good. And Who's going to take a risk based off some old man just saying, it feels good? Well, I researched it, and I wanted to know, because the one emotion we feel when we accomplish anything is gratitude. Gratitude that we're done. Gratitude for ourselves. Thankful that it's over. Gratitude that we made it. Gratitude that we are on the other side of the storm. Gratitude that we grew stronger, and it feels amazing. As I drove home that day, I kept thinking about this, and then it struck me. I've got a friend who's a neuroscientist, so I sent a note to Dr. Jared Horvath, a neuroscientist and friend of the podcast. I asked him, is there any research correlating gratitude and thanks with the human brain? I learned a quick lesson here. Ask and you shall receive. Jared sent me this great study, which led me to another meta-analysis study, and another one, and another one, and then learning about the brain and your heart and the hormones and the ways in which gratitude shifts you, and that I'm now going to take all of that and rapidly share it with you. Why? I need us all to understand that the Thanksgiving holiday is an opportunity for us to increase the mental fitness of those around us and ourselves, to increase joy in the lives of others, and really really feel good about being a leader. I got so geeked out reading about the brain and gratitude that I actually had to pull out my Latin dictionary from college to understand half the terms used throughout these studies. These were true academic journal findings and publications, and I also learned that if you know a neuroscientist, next time, don't ask for the study, ask for the synopsis. I'm just kidding. It was fascinating. Let me boil it down to two points. One, Giving and or receiving genuine thanks releases oxytocin and reduces stress, increases esteem, and changes or, or reinforces our life behaviors. And number two, the brain loves to be grateful and demonstrate gratitude. Boils down to survival. Now let me explain. When you are grateful for others and you share that, 
you actually increase all the good chemicals your body produces. You activate areas of your brain that are critical to mental health and you sustain a positive impact as a person, which is a leader. It feels good to do good. A Mayo Clinic article indicates that your behavior impacts your biology and that positive gestures benefit you by, quote, releasing oxytocin, a hormone that helps connect people. Our connections to each other are created by being both grateful and aware, aware that others make a difference, and they need to hear it from you. In the absence of gratitude, people don't know where they stand. They make efforts for you and I and feel no connection because they may not have been acknowledged for what it is they do for us, which shifts their brain and their heart and their mental well-being. Connection and gratitude are tightly aligned, and when you feel disconnected, you feel frustrated and potentially taken advantage of. And when you have strong connections with others, you find yourself feeling appreciated and grateful for the relationship. But too often, all the time, we forget to just simply say, thank you. Another article from the Mayo Clinic on resilience gave strategies to help build your mental strength as you are challenged. Here they are. Number one, get connected. Like, reconnected with people by writing them thank you cards. Two, make every day meaningful. Reflect upon what it is that you have and do your best. Three, learn from experience. Share your wisdom with others and grow from the difficult by being grateful and sharing with them what it is you learned. Four, remain hopeful. Just believe you can. Five, take care of yourself physically and mentally. Make time to do things you like. And five, be proactive. Quote, don't ignore your problems. Instead, figure out what needs to be done, make a plan, and take action. Although it can take time to recover from a major setback, traumatic event, or loss, know that your situation can improve if you work at it. End quote. And in other words, be Buffalo. Look, take time to be grateful, especially this Thanksgiving. Listen, you're going to be around people you are close to, the same people that you're driven a little nuts by, and you may even be anxious about spending time with certain people this coming season. So reframe it all around gratitude. Here's the deal. We tend to show the least amount of gratitude to those we are closest to who deserve the most, and as a result, we miss the chance to align our brain with our heart and fill our body with the chemicals that provide joy. Failing to let people know what you're grateful for creates a real issue for both of you. If you don't know where you stand, a very powerful narrative emerges, and it's unlikely going to be positive. A resentment is likely to build that can many times not be overcome down the road. Which is why I have a few thoughts and prompts for you this week. However, I need to get to the last findings from the study I read. First, being grateful releases the hormones that help. And the action of gratitude supports you and those around you. Both parties release these hormones and both parties are elevated in the moment. Connections are created and people understand and see where they stand. All by simply sharing what you're grateful for. Weirdly uncomfortable for some people. And if it is, charge into that discomfort for the benefit of those around you. Now to the study. Jared sent me this one. Neural Correlates to Gratitude by Fox, Kaplan, Damasio, and Damasio. I had so much fun reading this research to the point where I was having flashback to my days in the library at Marquette University researching my history thesis as an undergraduate student. Okay, so after reading the study, 
reading the studies in the endnotes, and having to learn how they watch blood move around your brain, and it's all monitored in a functional magnetic resonance imaging machine, here's what it all means when your brain demonstrates gratitude for both gestures of kindness and receiving gifts. You see, when you demonstrate gratitude for others or receiving gifts, it activates the part of your brain that is the region where your moral compass and empathy live, the frontal lobe. My words, not the scientists. Being grateful is a reflection of your moral code and allows you to be in the mind of others. It's literally a front-of-mind response to life. It is ingrained in your moral code, which means that if you are grateful by nature, it's well-developed within your brain. The brain is keenly aware, based upon your moral code, of what you're going through and what you're doing then releases hormones reminding you that this is who you are and the more gratitude you share the more gratitude you give the more grateful you are the more joy seriously i love this this region of the brain is also the part that allows for empathy to grow because a good giver is a good receiver and an empathetically mature person, when they receive something, well, they are grateful from an empathetic perspective. They receive well and they give well. And they're asking themselves questions like, what was it like for them to do this for me? They're grateful from the perspective of the effort, the consideration, the motivation, and the love from it. They give the same way. Being grateful, oh, instinctively, is front of mind. Being grateful by design grows that part of the brain, builds and reinforces your moral code and makes you stronger and more resilient, allowing you to overcome more things down the road because you know that you can get through it with the help of other people by simply being who you are. The study goes on to provide more evidence for other studies about gratitude and your moral and empathetic brain. The more you demonstrate gratitude, the more you find that that gratitude is associated with the following. Improved health outcomes stronger relationships with others, and a healthy relationship with yourself. And finally, your overall well-being. So, behaviors like jealousy, envy, and pride, well, those get in the way of building your brain's horsepower to shoot positive oxytocin into your blood. In other words, be grateful and it'll make you happy and healthy. Being a buffalo and being grateful is good for you. So, to my new high school friend, thank you for asking me the questions. Thank you for challenging me, and thank you for having the courage to come up and just be yourself. Last year, let's go over a few tactics to help you increase brain health, mental fitness, and your leadership, and grow that fun little part of your brain where your moral compass and your empathy lives. Okay, I don't know how you end every day, but I want you to consider a gratitude journal, a notebook by your bed that you simply write in. You write in there the two or five things you are grateful for that from that day. People, gifts, events, help, support, love, learning, whatever. Then at the start of your next day, take a moment to write a note of thanks. The key is write it. I'm always in these funky little shops with my girls, my wife and daughter, and I find myself in the corner section with the books and cards and I buy cards for no reason. But weirdly, they always find a reason when I reflect daily on how or who or what I'm grateful for. The key here is to write it. No texts, no emails, no social media posts. Just a card. Just a note card. Cards make it happen on both ends. Think of your brain. Think of their brain. Think about the power of gratitude and how it can change the direction of the other person when they receive it. My favorite response I ever have had 
is when I got a note back from somebody that said, you have no idea how much I needed that today. Your card made me laugh. And I appreciate that you appreciate me. (laughs) Funny, I didn't send it for that purpose, but I think both of us needed to do that on that day. Now, the second tactic, oh, I want you to be awkward. Yeah, that's right, awkward. Walk up to people and share with them in person what you are grateful for especially this coming weekend when you're around family and friends, people who may not know where they stand or that you just assume that they know how much you love them and how much you care about them and how grateful you are for them. Here are a few stems for you if that's really out of your comfort zone. Ready? I need you to know I appreciate this about you. I'm grateful for the way that. I love that you always. I need you to know that you make a difference in my life because... This behavior is a two-fold tactic. First, you are reinforcing what it is that you appreciate about others. And second, you're being a buffalo and modeling the power of gratitude. Be the person in the lives of others that spark the release of the feel-good hormones, that builds others' appreciation for their efforts, that inspires greatness and the goodness of them being themselves. Be the person this week that during the holidays, builds up others' mental fitness by showing them what they mean in the lives of those around them, and especially you. So let's do some smart thinking. Describe how you can build a stronger frontal lobe through gratitude. List those that you need to thank. Describe your process for making gratitude front of mind. That's it! That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. Hey, as always, thank you for listening and know that I'm very grateful for you listening and especially when you share these episodes as well as rate them on whatever your podcast platform is. And as we head into the Thanksgiving break here, I want to remind you to take some time for yourself to reflect, to walk, to move, to learn, to love, and to have some fun. Also, thank you to the Well Pennies for their great music and as always, please make sure to follow them on your musical platform. All right, so this week what I want you to do is look on Facebook for CESA 6 or go on to LinkedIn and find our page. Because what we're going to do this week is we're going to post all of the past episodes from the Thanksgiving episodes of the Smart Thinking Podcast. And as well, we will be posting the tools associated with each of those. So when you heard me talk before about the Thanksgiving placemat, we'll be posting that for you to print and put out for everybody else. Listen to that episode. It's the best tool, and we use it every year now. The placemat is a really powerful and fun tool because what we do is we set it up so that everyone can participate. We put it out on the kitchen tables and the different tables that everyone's sitting on it, and on it, everyone writes what it is they're grateful for about each person. So when you sit down, your name is there, and it says Ted, and then it says Nana and Pops and Tony and Lauren and Grace and Charlie. And they write a one or two sentence statement about what it is they, they are grateful for. When we did it last year, I watched as members of my family and our friends each wrote out all these positive affirmations about each other. As people filled them out, others tended to read about the ways in which others saw each other and what they were grateful for. It was a powerful moment. And now that I know the neuroscience, I understand why. When I read my wife's sheet and saw all the sweet ways in which she was loved by everyone, including her father, someone who doesn't necessarily speak that language but always shows it, my body was flooded with joy. 
I was so grateful that she was my wife and that I was her husband. Now, after researching the brain benefits of gratitude, I know what that placemat does for us. I know that the placemat was a tool for joy, a joy driven by gratitude, and it fueled us all throughout the fall and into the winter. Happy Thanksgiving, friends, and thank you for listening to me as I go on my journeys of learning and discovery with you. This week and this weekend, buffalo into the storms that you're facing. Because at the end of the day, we have so many things to be grateful for. It's crazy. There once was a beautiful light Way up in a star-covered night and me a star wishing too far to remember dreaming I know falling like snow in December it feels like a
Star-covered night